Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Tokyo Lens Podcast. As always, if you're a regular listener, welcome back. So tonight, I released a video called Have You Ever? It was based on a Q&A that I decided to do on the Tokyo Lens YouTube channel. And I want to get a little creative with this Q&A, so I asked everybody, leave me Have You Ever? questions. Very much unexpected to me. I got over 200 comments and questions on that video. And so, yeah, I, I just put together a video on how have you ever. I did not manage to get through all 200 questions. In fact, I barely scratched the surface. The big challenge, obviously, with all of these Q&As, which is one of the things that has given birth to this podcast, is simply the fact that you got to balance out how much detail you go into with each answer so that you can get enough questions into the Q&A video to make it interesting. So we've got the podcast so we can go just a little bit deeper. Now, what I want to talk about today in the podcast is one question in particular that came up during this Q&A. The question itself was something along the lines of, have you ever made a Japanese mistake so large that you like embarrassed yourself in front of a native Japanese speaker? This question here is one that you know, I actually put a lot of thought into before I answered in the video. I was going to make it the theme of the video because I have somewhat deep thoughts on this. But there's a story, a story that I cut out of the video that I want to start by sharing with you guys today. The simple answer to that question is yes. Yes, I've made a Japanese mistake that was huge and embarrassing to me. And all oh, it was, you know, it, it was terrible. So, but... I think when I tell the story, you're, you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, hey, what that that's that's not that bad. And we'll get to that. So the story is my little brother, Jesse, came to Japan some, I think, about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And I need to pick him up at the airport. Now, when I picked him up at the airport, he had gotten a little he had gotten a little lost inside where he lost a bag. I think he lost his bags. He lost all of his bags. Well, he didn't. The airport did. Um, and so he was stuck inside trying to deal with all this, but they didn't have staff there who would be able to explain everything to him. He said, Hey, my brother can speak Japanese. Call my brother. So there I am waiting at the gate to pick up my little brother and my phone rings. You know, he's about 30 minutes late at this point. And they say, yeah, we're sending you with your little brother. Yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Is this the older brother? And I said, yes, this is the older brother. Now, for anybody who has knowledge of the Japanese language, you'll know that there's the respective forms when you're speaking, like san and sama and stuff like that. Now, someone at an airport or someone in a customer service role will refer to you in the most respective form, sama. However, you never refer to yourself in this form because it just sounds narcissistic and weird. You can probably see where I'm going with this. I have a habit when I'm speaking Japanese of trying to copy as much of what the other person is saying as possible possible to make my responses sound natural and easily digestible to the listener. In this case, they said, onisama desu ka? And I said, hai, onisama desu. Without even thinking, I added in the sama and it was just, ah, oh, I froze up. My face went red for a second and a Japanese friend who was there with me at the airport just broke into laughter, which just really added to the embarrassment spent the rest of the day teasing me about how I called myself Nisama, and I still to this day, a year and a half later, have not 
lived it down. It's become a running joke in our circle of friends. And yes, it, it was an embarrassing moment. It was right in front of not only a native speaker, but it was on the phone with another native speaker. And I should have known better, but it was reactive. Now, this is a really, really tiny example. I'm sure the person who asked this question was wondering if I'd made like a Japanese mistake that had caused a massive miscommunication. And those do happen. But one thing that I want to keep in mind, and I want everybody to keep in mind here, is that we are non-native speakers of a language. You might be a native speaker of Japanese and listening to this podcast, but you might not even be a native speaker of English. And you may be familiar if na- English isn't your second Oh, wow, I cannot speak tonight. If English isn't your first language, if Japanese isn't your first language, whatever it is, if you're speaking a second language and you make mistakes, that's a natural part of the process. If you're speaking to somebody who is not a native speaker of the language that you are speaking, you're going to be a lot more forgiving of their mistakes. You're not going to judge them. I'm from Canada. I grew up surrounded by people from other countries, all the way from elementary school, who were not speaking English perfectly. And I don't know, maybe it's the Canadian in me, but I feel that we are somewhat forgiving of that. You know, English is a very international language. We have people from all over the world speaking different variations and varieties of it. Even British English versus Australian versus English from Southeast Asia, Hong Kong, Canada, America, we all have different types of English. We all have our our local phrases and slangs and accents and everything. So I don't feel we judge other people. Heck, even as a Canadian, I could say to you, you I'm going to toss on my toque and grab my toboggan, ruffle through the Chesterfield to see if I can't find some toonies and loonies. We're going to give her like 20 clicks down the road, head to Timmy's, grab ourselves a double-double, maybe hit the LC after that, grab a 2-4 and a Mickey. And you know what? If you're a Canadian, you'll be like, ooh, I understood all of that. If you're not a Canadian, you'll be like, what? what what are all the what are you saying what are all these words it doesn't mean that as a native speaker I, I can't speak english it might to some people but even fellow native speakers would be like oh okay cool that that's those are some some other other words in fact even making this podcast one of the things that i like is the podcast you get to hear me make a lot more mistakes in the way that i speak than you do in the vlog in the vlog i cut it out i make it smooth in the podcast you just get pure, raw, 10 to 20 minutes of me just talking. So coming back to the main point, the main point being that if you're not a native speaker of the Japanese language, despite the depth in Japanese culture and the belief that we don't want to offend or say something wrong, Japanese are very, very understanding of non-native Japanese speakers. In fact, you know, there's a convenience store that I used to go to really close to the first place that I ever lived here in Tokyo. And every single time that I made a mistake, the woman at the store would be like, hey, do you want a correction? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And so I would go there every single evening. I would buy my food, my drink, whatever it is. And she would try to get that interaction with me a little better every single time. Most places will just be like, ah, you know, whatever. I, I get what he wants to say. No biggie. I have been speaking Japanese now for well over 10 years. I still make mistakes and I rarely to never feel judged. And when I do feel judged, it's usually just coming from me. 
It's my own insecurity. It's my own concern. It's my own drive towards perfectionism that makes me feel that way. It's very rarely, if not never, coming from the other person. So the big takeaway, the one thing that I want you to remember from today's podcast is that it's okay to be a non-native speaker, whether it's Japanese or any other language. It's okay to make those mistakes. If you get to a point where your Japanese is perfect, indistinguishable from a native speaker, good for you. If you don't, it's not a big deal. I'm going to close this. I'm going to see mistake. I'm going to close this out with one more anecdote. One of my favorite things, once I started to get better and better and better at Japanese, is getting on the phone with Japanese people. That's the true test of my Japanese. Like I had to call Sigma customer service, Sigma lenses, because I snapped my lens in half. And it took them a good four minutes of the phone call, which sounds really short, but hey, I felt accomplishment. It took them a good four minutes of the phone call to realize that I wasn't a native Japanese speaker. You can kind of catch it in the realization in their voice. Like, oh, oh, wait, sorry. D- did you understand what this meant? And like, haha, you just clued into the fact that you're not talking to a native Japanese speaker, which means up until that point, I had chosen the appropriate phrases. I had chosen the responses at least the majority of the responses that a Japanese person would have used. Four minutes might be the longest I've gone so far. Usually they catch me within the first two to three and then they get a lot more gentle with their speaking. So that's it for tonight, guys. Super, super short podcast episode, but I did promise in today's vlog that I would toss this into the podcast so that you guys would have it, so that you guys would have that backstory, and so that you guys would have the deeper answer on this question. If there are any other questions in the vlog, the Have You Ever Vlog on the Tokyo Lens channel that you would like me to go into a little more detail in the podcast, jump back over to the vlog, leave it in the comments section maybe a little podcast request can you go into a little more detail on this story or this question this this have you ever vlog that we did today is really just getting us started i still have countless other questions remaining and i cannot wait to do another one as always guys thank you so much for taking the time to listen if you've got an extra minute or two and you wouldn't mind consider leaving a review on the podcast. I would absolutely love to have your rating on there, a little review comment from you. I actually read each and every single one as they pop up. So thank you guys so much. Everything will be linked in the podcast description. I hope you all have a fantastic night and we'll talk to you guys again real soon.